Hello, everybody. This is RPG Cast 566 for the week of December 12th, 2020. Oh, we're almost at the end of the year. Yay! Thank God. <laughs> I am your host, Anna Marie Privetier. Hello, Chris Privetier. Hi, I'm Chris. Hello, Kelly Ryan. Hi, I'm Kelly. Hello, Alex Fuller. Hi, I'm not doing that bit. <laughs> and special guest star this week, Phil Willis is here. Hi, I'm not Chris, but I play Chris on a podcast somewhere. Mm. <laughs> Wait, Phil, don't I know you from somewhere? I feel I, like uh, we've crossed paths before. What? What's your name again? Was it Relly? Really yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Listen, I don't. My my time is extremely valuable, about seventy dollars an hour. So I need someone else to play <laughs> me when I'm not around. <laughs> I'm too busy getting into the Diablo three closed beta. <laughs> Diablo four closed beta, Chris. Psh, psh. Well, that's. Oh, I'm just reading the email. I was going to say Diablo three was so 2013. Don't you understand? I know Chris. We 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 go out for croissants. Chris Metzen, you know, from Blizzard. Yeah, I'll hook you up if you do me a favor. Once I'm a QA tester. <laughs> we are making fun of um, an email someone sent to a game developer that was... It starts off innocent and naive and, well, just a slightly bad attitude, and then it goes bizarre. And arrogant and obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. Like, after reading that email, I think I will it's never like, have imposter syndrome again. So this is from at Jeff Keen on Twitter. He shows... Yeah, Zag. Yeah, it... He's an the first developer. email was not worth sharing. It's just kind of embarrassing and, like, we shouldn't make fun of this person who's def- desperate for a job. Then the person follows up about how much of a mistake they're making by not accepting their job request. It goes bad. And it ends with calling the police. Yes, in the third email, (laughs) Carbon copies the local police. That's how you get in touch with the police. You you CC them on an email. For for libel, because, you know, that's what police are there for, to keep you from, like, having bad feelings on the internet. My fee-fees. All right. So, Phil is our extra special guest this week because Hi, he's here to talk Sally. about a new thing that we're doing at RP Gamer. Yeah. Salutations, felicitations, and jubilations, as we like to say in the business. Yeah, we are we are very excited because here at RP Gamer, we're looking at, we we know twenty twenty one's gotta be a better year. It just has to be better. And and we're gonna make it we're gonna we're gonna do our part to make it a better year because we're really gonna take our involvement on Twitch. Uh, up to a whole new level. So uh, we're getting together, uh, some of us on the staff, Her Frog, Lofter, and of course Michael Laps has always been part of our uh, our presence there, and Scars, and myself. And we are dedicating, each one of us is dedicating to at least one weekly show. Some of us have multiple weekly streams that we'll be doing at RP Gamer. So we have a full-blown schedule. We have stuff going on every single day of the week from Stardew Valley Co-op with Scars on Sunday mornings where you can actually join in and play Stardew Valley with him to chill out with her frog who currently is running through, I think it's Pokemon Gold, I want to say. Yeah. And uh, Lofter, you know, he's been playing a lot of King's Bounty and I forget that tactical RPG he's playing. Oh, the horror Um, one. Yeah. The horror one. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue because I got it and I started playing it. 
Thank you. Other side. Exactly. Thank you. That's that's it. Um, and then I'm doing games. Uh, right now I'm doing Dragon Age Origins and Operencia, The Stolen Sun. Uh, and then every couple of weeks we got a brand new show called The RP Gamer Experience, where for an hour I do a deep dive into the game, show you what's awesome about it, uh, and and you and people who are on Twitch get to be part of the conversation, get to be part of the show because I'll read your questions and your comments right there on the air. Then we'll wrap it all up with a bow tie and send it off to YouTube, where we'll actually have these shows for the year all queued up in a playlist, so people can go and check these out. And we're playing role playing games from the way back when to indies of today. Basically, I, I try to explore those games that no one's really talking about right now. Well, you know, like maybe one of our top uh, top voted games of, of 10 years ago. That's actually how I came up with a couple of games by looking at the RP Gamer Game of the Year Awards uh, for 2010. So, uh, yeah, just it's really exciting what we're doing there. We really hope you guys can come and check it out. We got a schedule that we're putting together and uh, we're going to be consistent and have a full season of six months of these shows and then take that feedback and take a look at what our staff wants to do. And then we'll. We'll, we'll hopefully move on to a successful second season as well to wrap up the year. So if you're not already following us at twitch.tv slash rpgamer, we will now have content seven days a week, um, some afternoon, some morning, some afternoon, some evening. Uh, all times are EST, and we'll probably have a schedule at some point up on the website as well. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're in our Discord at rpgamer.com forward slash Discord, you got a link there. Come and join us. We've been talking about it. We have a channel set up for the RP Gamer experience where we have some of our uh, listeners who are already playing these games and getting their thoughts put together so they're ready for the show. The premiere show for that starts Monday at 9 p.m. January the 4th. If you want to be a part of that, we're going to be talking about that first show. will be about Operencia the Stolen Sun. Sweet. So check out our schedule. Anytime that RP Gamer isn't live on Twitch, the schedule will show up um, down at the bottom of the channel. And it will tell you when the next time we will be streaming according to the schedule. Um, there may be other times that we stream outside of the schedule. So just give us a follow. It will email you when we go live. Yeah, we have a very, we have a pretty Pretty, pretty pretty busy schedule with something for everybody. But this doesn't even talk about the special events that we are going to be doing here and there, Scamper including one we're doing today. <laughs> I'm sorry, my cat just went flying off my desk. Oh, that was really funny when I, I was doing understand. one of these streams and the cat did one of those Scooby-Doo moments. He got a hair up his nostril and he went right across my desk, took out the – that might have been what broke the Yeti mic, but <laughs> just took everything out. Everything. Everything. That, that might have been what did it now that I think about it. My, uh, yeah. um, but uh, speaking of specials, right after RPG Cast, if you're watching us on the live stream, uh, we'll be doing a special adventure. Adventure Corner? Is that what I call it? Yes. Is that what we call it? The Adventure Corner. <laughs> we call it something. We're going to be doing an Adventure Corner uh, where I'm going to be playing a game that somebody recommended called Headliner Novi News. Hmm, I wonder who that could be. I don't know, but I, but I hear they're one of our top contributors <laughs> and followers. So, so I, I, I guess that we'll take that as a a segue segue into what I've been playing. Ooh. So, um, as people who have been listening to the show on a weekly basis know, I went crazy during the Nintendo eShop sale on Black Friday. And so I ended up picking up like 20 new games and I'm slowly working through them now. So this week I played Headliner Novi News, which is sort of in that same 
genre as Papers, Please, like uh, molding a dystopian place. And so the idea is, is you are a headliner at a TV station who decides which stories are or are not going to be read. And that dictates all sorts of stuff that's going on in the world. So, um, for example, one of the things you report or decline to report on is healthcare. And so you can either keep healthcare privatized or make healthcare for all for the nation. And both of those choices have consequences mm. to people that you meet during the day. And I think the thing that was neat for me is like, so you play through 14 in-game days and you meet a bunch of people and you affect, your ending is dictated by all of the things that you do for those people. I don't want to spoil any more than that. It's really fun. And it's, it, it definitely is made to be played multiple times and enjoyed multiple times. So and I'll be doing, I'm, I'm basically doing a complete new run through. I've never played this game before. Uh, and I recommended uh, we give it a shout on the stream. So I think it's a great idea. So, so I'm going to be doing this completely new and fresh and you're welcome to watch along. And we were talking about this in the, in the, the channel last night and someone's like, you know, that looks like a, a great game to watch. Like maybe something I, I wouldn't play, but I would like to watch somebody play. Um, I think it'll work really good for that. And then if you like what you see, the cool thing is because I'll do a complete playthrough. It only takes a, a couple of hours. Uh, you can go and buy the game and do your own run through and see what kind of ending you get. All right. I've also played this week The Last Campfire, which is like a little Zelda-esque game by the people that do No Man's Sky. Huh. So there's no hmm. combat. It's all like puzzle exploration. And there's even like a chill out mode where like most of the puzzles are removed. So if you kind of just want to enjoy the game's ambiance. You can totally do that. So, yeah, it's fun. Um, I feel like it does get a teensy bit long, even though it's not a very long game. I felt like the by the time the last area came around, I wasn't that interested in rescuing absolutely everybody, mostly because I couldn't figure out didn't the last you, couple puzzles. Yeah, so you didn't finish that game, really, did you? Yeah, I did. I got oh. an ending. You got an ending, but yes. there's more endings you could get? Probably. Okay. Is there a happy ending you could get, do you think? My ending wasn't bad. Oh, you and these endings. You, <laughs> I swear, you'll tell me a game, well, my grandma died and I ran over the dog, but, you know, for the most part, it was a fine ending. I I'm, mean, I'm good. <laughs> they leave it really, I'm not dead. <laughs> they leave it really open-ended about what the theme of the game is. They weren't clear it was my dog, so I'm just going to believe it was someone else's dog. Is that what you're telling me now? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> it is heavily implied that this is like an, you're leading people to the afterlife. What What did you say, Kelly? D depending on who you talk to, sometimes the bad ending is the canon ending. See Silent Hill. Oh, or, I'm wow. sorry, Silent Hill 2. Oh, right, right. Yeah. That, that technically people think that the drove into the lake and died ending is what really happened. Oh, boy. I'm Kelly, defending Anna Kelly, here. Kelly, be yes. careful. 
You're going to trigger the horror game lady. She doesn't like horror games, remember? <laughs> oh, right. You know what she had to do during the Game Awards? She had to turn it off of the Google TV and ask the Discord server, tell me when the scary parts are over so I can put the stream back on. Oh, no. <laughs> Multiple what was on time. The game? I didn't watch the Game Awards. What was <laughs> on it that was so scary? Uh, 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 back for Blood was one of them. It was all uh, chunky oh. and gory, and she doesn't like that. And then there was another one. I forget. I was like, ugh, not another zombie game. And Chris is like, it's not zombies, it's worms. <laughs> because that's better. <laughs> it's not I kind of just all. looked at him like, what? Well, I, I said that because I knew she'd react like that. <laughs> I agree with her. It's like, yeah, it's another zombie game. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I also tried and then immediately yeeted off my system, Noir Chronicles City of Crime. Oh, why? Just, so... There is like Were there worms? two publishers of hidden object games on Switch. Wait, you gave up on a hidden object game? The controls are so bad, and the game is so badly programmed that I was just like, I cannot tolerate this. I'm just, no. Nope. Done. Goodbye. Um, so instead. I money on that game. Uh, like. I bought it during the eShop sale. I think I spent like two dollars. So she did this eShop sale and she's been playing through all the things she got. Mm hmm. Yeah. I I I, heard. I think it might have been like a dollar fifty. So I'm not I'm not super burned or anything. A dollar fifty. Go ahead. Buy you a sandwich at McDonald's. Yeah, you got like a coffee. Goodness. All right. You would have liked the coffee more. And then I started, Chris, this is your... She hates coffee. Chris, this is your cue. Should I go get coffee? That's I, a good idea. I started playing Cronus Arc. Oh. My cue to Kim what? Kim Goward. <laughs> Kim Goward. Kim Goward. Oh, hands to battle stations. This is not a drill. This is not a drill. <laughs> Proceed to your nearest delete button. Chemco alert. Chemco alert. Please disassociate your account with this device. Chemco alert. Chemco alert. Um, so Cronus Arc is about uh, a young boy and a princess, and someone is stealing all of the Cronus fragments. And every 10 years, there is a ceremony to refresh everything to where it was 10 years ago. Yeah, I'm bored already. I'm going to make coffee. I'm pretty sure that the that that the king of the princess has has orchestrated the thief of all the fragments because he used the fragments to resurrect his daughter when she died. So if they restore it's a 10-hour game. I'm not really spoiling anything since I don't know if I'm right. Since the ceremony restores everything to where it was 10 years ago, it would probably kill her. But we'll see. I might be wrong. Anyways, that's what I've been playing this week. Kelly, you've been playing WoW. Well, yes, more WoW. I am renowned level 9 with Kyrian, um, which means that I finally got my little robot cat thing 
that I've been riding around on that looks very cool. And I'm trying to level other characters so that I can start working on other uh, covenants. But man, that that main character covenant takes me a while, particularly going doing my my Torghast weeklies. And because of a particularly um, gruesome fight in Torghast, I feel like I'm getting really bad like carpal tunnel um, stress injuries again. So I, I tried setting up controller support for WoW because this most recent patch enabled controller support. And I played my, one of my characters for a little bit and then I was like, nope, I'm going right back to keyboard because this does not work the way it should. Um, I, did, I don't know if Chris walked away because I wanted to ask him. He did. It's He's po- coffee. Okay. Because I don't know if it's possible to completely play Final Fantasy fourteen with a controller or not. I, I can't remember. I played I played it just fine with the controller. I played it on my PlayStation a lot, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because they just kind of tacked on this controller support and really didn't optimize it. So you, you still need your mouse to right-click on stuff. Like, um, in... And Shadowlands, there's this one panel that you have to right-click on to get up to the spot where you do the or where you find the flight point, and there's no way to click on that unless you use your mouse um, with a controller. And I, I used an Xbox controller, and I tried to set it up like Final Fantasy XIV, where I could hold the triggers to do my action bar and stuff like that, but it only let me assign those commands to the left triggers, not the right triggers. And I feel like, especially on my Hunter, I have a bunch of buttons that I need to push because I've got, you know, cooldowns and um, oh crap buttons where I, I need to quick, quickly get to them in case I'm about ready to die. And I couldn't do any of that. And being able to like actually run around with a controller and kill stuff was really fun but then like actually doing anything meaningful like the quest or anything like that or just running around in the hub town trying to you know do my business was such a pain and I'm just really annoyed I mean I'm glad it's there for people that can power through it but I'm just really annoyed that Blizzard kind of just half-heartedly implemented controller support I mean this is how colorblind mode started too so yeah I mean, the fact that it's mememe right now doesn't mean it will always be mememe. I, I hope not. I really hope not. Um, I was also mildly annoyed that you have to actually go into the console commands to enable controller support because I think I looked on the interface panel for God knows how long. It was like, where is the button that enables this? And then finally Googled it and it's like, oh, it isn't a button. You have to like to slash console controller enable controller. Wow, you have it. to hack in to get it turned on. Yeah, that's silly. Yeah, and I thought, well, surely you know that when they did this, they would have a tab in the um, keybinds or something to be like, <laughs> okay, here, here's no. the picture of the controller. Here's <laughs> where I can map things. No. Wow. I want you go. I've got to go through each tab or each section of the keybinds and figure out what's bound to what. And I'm just... 
it, it really frustrated me, and it frustrated me because when I got combat set up, it worked really well, but everything else just fell so flat. Woof. I honest, and I'm not a programmer. I honestly don't know how they could fix it to make it better and still work. <laughs> I I wish Chris was around because I wanted to run this by him because I wanted to, to like compare and contrast Final Fantasy fourteen to this. And I and I realize that Final Fantasy fourteen was built with controller support in mind. I get that, but you would think that. Blizzard would at least kind of make more of an effort to make it work. Yeah, it seems to me like they could just. It'd be nice if they could just wholesale copy fourteen because that yeah. seems to work for me so well. Yeah, um, it takes a little getting used to, but not very much. And uh, you're using a combination of like a shoulder button and some of the face buttons to activate your skills, and that mm-hmm. gives you access. Because my first thought was, how do you, you know in an MO you usually have you know a dozen plus skills? How do you do that mm-hmm. with a controller? And it was really a nice you know deal where you have the face buttons and a combination of the L buttons and the digital buttons on the left, and you kind of get used to it. It works works great. And I pl- I've leveled one through fifty uh, on the PlayStation on the PlayStation three version of fourteen, and then ended up switching to the PC version. And even on the PC version, I still use the mouse on the occasion on occasion, just because it's easier to navigate the menus that way. But for the most part, I really don't need the mouse that much. And with this, it was like. I, I literally had to have my my right hand on the mouse and my left hand on the uh, control stick on the controller just to be able to do anything, okay. and it, it just made it not made it feel very cumbersome. I felt like I needed a third hand for it to work right, and yeah, that that was my experience with WoW and trying to do controller this week. So I'm I'm back on the keyboard. I'm just trying not to strain my wrists too much now and i hope later patches kind of polish it a little bit so that they at least put an interface on there so that it's a lot easier to bind stuff and that that really disappoints i mean i'm not devastated because you know it's not like i couldn't go back it just it frustrated me that they didn't implement it nearly as well as they did. They they implemented it about as well as they implemented voice chat in the game, which we all know how that worked. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, so j- just a heads up to people. If you're thinking about, you know, doing complete controller support, well, I don't think you're going to get the experience that you think you get. So, that was my week with that, and then the other thing that I played was Monster Sanctuary. I don't know if you guys had heard about this game. Oh, yeah. yeah I've seen a lot of videos and stuff on it. How is it? Um, the battles are a lot of fun. The Metroidvania-ing is a little bit repetitive because a lot of the areas are very samey. But I'm still having a lot of fun. Um, it, <laughs> The way it works is that your monsters are like your abilities. So one monster that you get, um, well, it's it's like a bird, and you pr- press the ability button, and it levitates you for like a couple of seconds. So you use that to get across gaps. And then there are other monsters that um, generate a rock to press switches, or the the main. Well, that's 
that's the other thing too is that you get to pick a starter just like in Pokemon. So I picked the Fire Lion, and his ability is that he can slash at stuff to find hidden objects or find hidden areas. And that's how you kind of get through the game is you catch monsters and you use their abilities to kind of get through the maze of the whole Metroidvania thing. And there are also like really tough champion monsters that you need to seek out to defeat to um, get more abilities to kind of get through the maze. Like right now, I just got um, had a npc crafts really warm underwear for me so that i could swim in frozen lakes to get through and i've been having a lot of fun with it so far the combat is pretty cool the the idea is that you're using you're using your monster's abilities to build up a combo meter so that like the last monster that that attacks um will attack for more damage and the monsters have skill points that, that you can um Customize them how you want, and I, I tend to go for like the passive buffs that let me get get extra hits or like put a random buff on a monster or what have you. And yeah, the, the combat is really strategic and really interesting. You'd have to kind of, kind of look it up to get an idea of what I'm talking about. It's very... You kind of have to really think about your actions... Um, before you go into combat, specifically because well, while you have six monsters on you, only three of them can fight at a time. And before the fight even starts, you can pick which monsters you're going to fight with, so you kind of got to evaluate the weaknesses and strengths and stuff like that. So it was like Pokemon 3-on-3 battles? Yeah. Hmm. And it hmm. works so that y- you take your turn, and then the opponents take their turn. There's, like, not really a order. Or that's the definite order, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of- um, one, of, one of the things that stuck out to me watching the, the videos and stuff is that the the menus and the text and everything, like, all that interface looks like the exactly like Tangle Deep, but they're not the same developers, right? I don't think so. I, I, I think this was made by one person, but don't quote me on that. Hmm. That was really um, interesting. I like the way Tangle Deep looks. So it- yeah, I, I I really like the way this game looks. All the animations are really cool. A lot of the monsters are uh, really unique. Um, I've had a lot of kitties in my party thus far. Between get, getting the lion starter and then finding another cat that was called a cat zerker, and mm-hmm. each monster has like a paragraph backstory that goes with it. Like the cat zerker, what story was that? Um, a, a really good sword fighter managed to find a kitten and had to leave for battle and never came back. So this kitten went to go look for its master and Aww. found its master. Yeah, it found, found its master's sword and c- was determined to get its mastered so- master's sword back to it. And that's how it evolved into a cat zerker because it developed the strength to carry the sword. And now there's a billion of them. Yeah. <clears throat> Just ignore that part of it. Yeah. You know, you know, it, it seems like the developer kind of put a lot of thought into the different monsters and their backstories, and the artwork is really cool for them too. When you get the little monster decks, so it, it, the game was like, I think after the discount, because I think it was on sale this weekend. After the discount and using my gold points and everything, it ended up being like fifteen bucks. 
And I, I feel bad buying it after buying all those other eShop games that I haven't touched, but it's like I wanted something new to talk about on the cast this week. <laughs> you know, aside from d- d- doing nothing but WoW and God Wars. And the RPG been, cast thanks you for your service. Yes. <laughs> yes, I took one for the team. But no, I I wanted something kind of different to play, and I'm enjoying this so far, and I want to see how far I get into it. My My, my one complaint is the kind of how samey the whole metroid maze looks i mean there's different environments and stuff like that but the different environments just kind of look same from room to room and i wish that it had a little bit more variety to it and also some of the platforming is difficult chris you missed my whole rant about wow controller support oh i'm sorry i was making coffee Basically, TLDR, it's pointless because you still need the mouse like 80% of the time. What's the point of that, then? I know. That was my thesis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you're planning on de- wanting to map your controller to help with your RSI injuries, it's not a good idea because you still need your mouse. Yeah. <sighs> So yeah, that's all. That's all I've been playing. All right. Does that leave me? And that's all I've been playing as well. So I, I don't have anything. I, I want to hear Alex talk about Johnny Mnemonic the game. What? Alex, you've been playing Cyberpunk. Yeah, I've been playing Cyberpunk. Oh, any good? Yeah, I've been playing it when they launched PS4. So. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So, no, not any good. Well, it how playable it is is going to depend entirely on your setup. Is it like I, playing? Is it like playing um, Skyrim on a PS3 or whatever? Um, not really. It's okay for me. It's actually okay because I don't play on a particularly big TV in the first place. So the fact all the the fact that it's lower graphics, which it is quite obviously lower graphics than on on PC, especially things like the lighting. There is some quite serious texture popping and things like that. But for for my setup, it's still perfectly fine. It's still perfectly playable. There's no actual slowdowns or anything like that in the game. So things like that, all the systems are working okay. There are, I think there's two bugs that I personally have come across. There's one where I was getting a sort of repeated crash at a certain point, which I fixed just by going back in these, reloading a previous save file from slightly beforehand, so it was probably some issue with the save file. And there's another one where the sort of audio or messages before some side missions got out of sync, so it's sort of one behind where it should have been. But again, that was fixed by reloading a previous save file. So that there weren't, there, there's no, not been any show-stopping bugs or anything like that to it and the game's pretty flexible with its autosaves. It has multiple rolling autosaves, so going back is pretty straightforward and you've also got all the manual saves. So The bugginess hasn't been too much of a problem on my end and the game has been steadily growing on me as I've been going through it. The sort of end of the first act, which is basically where you get Johnny Silverhand basically is a construct in your head. Okay, so he's not—he's not an actual 
real life character, but he will sort of just keep popping in and certain things. So they've actually they're using Keanu Reeves more than they should, or more or more than they when most other games sort of have done when they've had special guest stars. It sort of disappears very quickly. Keanu's actually so he's like your angel for, from Borderlands. <laughs> I haven't played Borderlands, so oh, I don't okay, know. never mind. But yeah, he, he's always present, and it's sort of quite a a major plot point about trying to what he's doing. It sounds more like he's yeah. your Navi uh, from Legend of Zelda. Not that he's he's more of a jerk, dude. Station, yeah, listen. No, he's not, <laughs> no, he's not quite like that. He's more angry rocker. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, the launch trailer that I watched that had uh, the exchange between him and your player character. It's like, well, well, you're a prick. Well, you're a see, so we're perfect for each other. That trailer made me laugh my ass off and kind of sold me on the game a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he, he does start out as immensely unlikable, but sort of quick, quite quickly changes that as he sort of grows and sort of realizes the situation he's in. So, yeah, he, he's he's getting more enjoyable and sort of the. The game is sort of picking up the more I play it and the more I get sort of into everything. It's it doesn't really stand out from a lot of the other open world games. It's basically so it's not really doing anything new. It's just basically set in the Is it like Cyber or Cyberpunk Witcher? Is it different enough from their other games? Um it's different from Witcher, it's whether it's different enough from all of the other open world okay. games, and it's not really. Okay. I mean, the, the main differentiation is just the fact that it's in that setting. It's not. It's not doing too much that's actually new or anything like that. But all the systems work together pretty well. I mean, the actual the marketing is sort of a bit is lying a bit into sort of how much it, it differentiates from anything else. So, I mean, you're still playing a fundamentally decent person for the most part so you're, you're just going around doing doing missions any choices that you make is largely about whether or not you do something during a mission how you go into it whether you go in and kill a load of people or just try and stealth it and things like that so there are optional optional um what's the word side quests no, within the side quest, so optional objectives. Objectives—that's the word. Yes. So, but you you Got can it. do do some of those, and they'll give you sort of a better ending for that quest. Okay. Things like that, but there's not. Oh, like not so. All right. Quest. Yes. Quest outcomes. Like, is it all gray? The shades of gray. How things go. Do do you do your choices matter? Do you care that your choices matter? So can- far, your choices don't really matter. Oh. Yeah, that's I the real big selling point of those games normally. Like they showed a quest in like their big E3 demo that like had multiple outcomes depending on how it went and Yeah, so there, it there's more like items, it but it's yeah, it seems more to be about whether or not you do the additional objectives rather than uh, actually making any choices. Which so I'm there, okay there with s- because I like to know how to get the good endings of things, but yeah. I could see I some think, people being disappointed yeah. in. I understand there are some sort of significant diversions towards or yeah diversions towards the end where it can it can split off so we'll see if, we'll see if there's any more of that so far it's more just whether or not you do you do things rather than actively choosing to treat characters in certain ways 
yeah so i mean generally it's just a very solid open world rpg and doesn't it's definitely not a game of the year style game at the moment and oh you heard it here too late in the year anyway right well not for us not Hmm. for us you heard it here first that's right our game of the year has come out by next december I, I hear there's a keyboards clicking right now and then breaking their keys like Anime Man did last week. Yeah. Uh, no one cares about us. Yeah, that's true. No, they care about us when we pick too much Japanese stuff, then we're... Ah, as long as we give it to uh, Disco Elysium, they'll be fine. Hmm. That came out last year, right? So Yeah, no, we didn't. <laughs> I we know. <laughs> that's the problem, right? Yeah. I've been cracking up at a lot of the cyberpunk memes, like the one that I posted in the Twitch chat about people wondering how the heck the main character sleeps like that. Oh, I'd have to watch that one. I haven't seen it. He, like, lays down on the bed on the side. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, just sparked all sorts of discussion. Like, on... There's no way you'd be stable. Oh, oh, wait, no, that wasn't the right one. That was Mufasa falling off a cliff. Hang on. <laughs> Kelly has so many memes. Because I'm not going to play this game anytime soon, but the memes of it just crack me up. <laughs> like the, the bug that, can, we, that yeah. Anna posted in the staff channel. This yeah, oh apparently uh, clipping. You can make your genitalia very large, and it's it will sca- escape your trousers. Yep, <laughs> the snake is loose, and you can't put it back in the can. So. <laughs> There's a good follow-up to this. Um, I got tagged into a conversation on Twitter about this. And so I posted that picture. And two people were like, did you just post an unsolicited dick pic? <laughs> and I'm like, um, well, yes. Sort of. <laughs> sort of, yes. So, <laughs> please enjoy an unsolicited dick dick pic. I don't know that you can... Oh. Yeah, uh, you and your dick dicks. They're birds. <laughs> no, they're deer. Oh, the deer ones. I can't keep it straight. The You're thinking of boobies. Yeah. Blood footed. Plus, it was fun going to my. Sorry. It was fun going to my friends who I knew played the game. They're like, so how big you, big you make your junk? Like, oh, you weren't supposed Huge. to know how long I spent on that. You know, like Phil, how long he spent making his hair long? Yeah, people took, spend yeah. that on their vagu. That's how much <laughs> cavernous. So, <laughs> my question is: Are those pictures illegal on Twitter? Like, what are the rules about video game junk? Gosh, I don't know. You can, you can pretty much post anything on Twitter, just short it, of illegal. It did stuff. lead to several really interesting discussion on, yeah, on our I'm Discord sure. <laughs> and on like two other discords about Japanese pornography. Oh, because they can't show any nudity. <laughs> yes. So, um, Cyberpunk is published by uh, Spike Chunsoft in Japan. They did and the it's kissing censored. game. Right? They did what? They did the kissing game? The, is it? No. no. Oh. You're thinking Spike of Chulip. Oh, well, Chunsoft, Chulip. They did a 9999? Yes. Among other things. Yeah, among like us? They did Among Us? General publisher in Japan. <laughs> You've done a lot. Yeah. I always associate Spike Chunsoft with uh, ro- um, roguelikes like Mystery Dungeon. 
Okay. Yeah, that, that's the stuff they develop themselves. They act as a general publisher of Western things in Japan. So yes, general publisher of Western things. That's a good position title. All right. Sorry, I distracted us. Moving on. Yeah. Oh, what are we talking yeah, so about? Far, anyway? I mean, yeah, the oh, stories, cyberpunk. Yeah, I could talk. Sorry. Yeah, so the, sto- the story's decent enough. It's yeah, more open worldy things. It, it's getting more again. It's guess one of those things that's sort of building slowly. It's definitely not as interesting as The Witcher stuff. Partly because it's sort of it's not really building on any established characters or anything like that. So it's it's having to introduce characters who aren't necessarily that interesting. There's a lot of a lot of the enemies are just basically gang gangs of hats. So they all have a particular gangs thing behind them hats. and that just basically defines the entire gang. Wow. One of the some of the more interesting things are the side jobs that are associated with certain characters. So I think there's one with uh, Judy that I'm that I'm starting that should be interesting. So when you get those sort of theme theme quest that's all that all links together it gets it gets a lot more interesting. I did have the random appearance of Jesse Cox in a side quest. That's a which was YouTube type person? Or yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a YouTube type person, but he, yeah, his his quest was where he had a sort of genital implant that's going wrong. Oh goodness. <laughs> well, at least they lean him, into and it. And he has to take him to a doctor. Mm-hmm. We've all been there, right? Yeah. You know, when your general implant malfunctions? Yeah. Uh, problem we all have. Yeah. It's that unspoken problem between guys that we don't talk about much. Well, mm. well girls do with it, too. Yeah, I mean, exactly. We have IUDs, so. Mm hmm. They're explosives. <laughs> you really yeah, want to be I mean, sure. Yeah, as, as I said earlier, it runs okay on the on the launch PS4 but I'm playing it in a, in such a way that I'm still I'm shocked not- at that one launch PS4 experience for Cyberpunk that seems like the worst platform I mean, it it probably is but just because of the no I guess launch setup, Xbox One would be worse huh hmm. I, I didn't think that TV size would be an issue for performance am I mistaken it's not an issue for performance it's more an issue as to how much of an impact the graphics issues are going to be okay because of screen tearing and less screen tearing more the um textures ah, and things yeah. like that because and stuff like lighting because yeah it's when you compare it on its own it's it's fine but when you compare it to things like it running on decent pcs there is there is a massive difference in terms of lighting and textures and things like that so how how much of an issue that's going to be depends on both your setup and how much of a tolerance you have for that. I'm used to having to run stuff on low graphic settings on my PC anyway, so Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Uh I, I prefer the higher frame rate low graphics than the other way or you know, making things pretty at least that's how I play well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does have a lot of the usual open world issues. So, dri- driving a car is absolutely terrible, which which is a given. Bikes, but what if you could drive fun. that car in um, Rocket League? 
Is that what you've been missing? Yeah. No, but I've been playing high racing, so I've been used to cars that actually drive like cars. Do they have the cyberpunk car in iRacing yet? I. No. All right. That's rather unlikely. Yeah, bikes are fun. It's got stealth is powerful, but also as annoying as stealth usually is for these sort of games. So it's an open world RPG. Do you climb towers? Yeah. Yeah. No, you have to to go up elevators. But does it open your map when you do it? Does it like expand your map? No, you, you just get the map. Okay, so it's not it's not like a traditional open world game then. Well, you don't have to go in and unlock everything, though. Do you have to chase agility orbs? Yeah, no, nothing like that. You All do right. you do you do get more stuff added to the map as you build it's your a, street. It's a modern just... open world game then. There you go. Well, whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to Beeping be great. the internet right now. I'm trying to help. I'm it's sorry. Working. It's not working, is it? Mm-mm. As my husband says, sometimes stop helping. Stop helping. <laughs> my wife says that all the time. <laughs> There's a podcast title. <laughs> Are we done? Uh, yeah, oh. I think we're done. Cyberpunk. I've played about 15 hours so far. So. 15. You're ready. Not to enough review to review it. it. No, you're ready to review it. 15 <laughs> hours. Time to review it. <laughs> Okay, yep. so there was a controversy this week. Someone only played 50 hours of the game. 5-0. Five, 5-0. Zero. Five, zero. clarification. And, the consi- and people were like, not enough! How dare you! Of course, the reason they were upset that they didn't play enough is because they gave it a low score. 7 out of 10! <laughs> I mean, right. our policy is that we have to finish games. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they finished it. But they mainline. They didn't one hundred percent it. No, that we don't even require. I know, no, and you shouldn't because that's crazy. All right, Anna would never finish a game. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Hey, so um, we still have a couple weeks left where we're accepting Extra Life twenty twenty donations. Still have other games to talk about. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like the only thing you're allowed to care about this week is Cyberpunk. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I finished Trails of Cold Steel 4. Oh. Wow. Yay! You got the real ending, right? Yeah, no, no. Don't require 100%, remember? Without getting into spoilers, like how well does it wrap things up? Um, yeah, probably about as well as it could have, given ah. how, the sort of position it actually puts itself in. So, yeah, you'll get, you'll get a satisfying ending. It's, there's clearly tons more to come. I cried. (laughs) She did. It was happy tears. I can validate this. Yeah, it's worth noting that the true endings are a lot easier to get than we initially thought, just because the way it handles a loading a save file, it basically lets you unlock the true ending requirements just by doing a single quest right before Uh. the boss. So. You can't actually see the true ending first time, anyway. But it just oh, you, okay. Just, if if you don't do the requirements in the initial playthrough, then you only have to basically redo the final boss fight and an extra fight, rather than just being able to go 
click yes view true ending. Click yes to view true ending. Yeah, I remember much. that. That is the thing you did. Anna. What? You had basically click less yeah, to view true ending. Yes. Yeah, so I did all the stuff ahead of time because I was following a guy. Oh, okay. Well, someone disappeared. Kelly had to run AFK. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, did you that, like the, the ending? Is, you like the ending. Yeah, I like the ending. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I, I am, on the whole, very satisfied with it. So. I still think um, three is better overall, but yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. And other than that, I've been playing Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. That's one of the things I was catching up on, which is, it's a Musui game. Okay, I have a complaint about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. The number one thing I think about when someone says Hyrule Warriors to me is the following sound. And you like hear it a bazillion times in the first game. Anna played it. I didn't even play it. And that game, that sound is just stuck in my head with Hyrule Warriors. I think it's it just denotes an updated objective on your map or something like that. And it's nowhere to be found in this one, and I object. That's all. It's a dumb complaint. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it any good? Do you like it? It's decent. It's enjoyable, but it, it's still a Musou game. Which <laughs> I love Musou games. I've got so many Musou games. My PlayStation Gosh. 4 is just a Have Musou Have you started machine. playing it? But no. I played the yeah. demo, but I'm still working. I'm still playing the original Hyrule Warriors. I beat the stories on those a while back, but I, the adventure mode in that game is massive. Does it have that sound I'm talking about? Da, 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 da. Am I making this up? Have yeah. I hallucinated this? I think you're hallucinating. No, just, oh, no. Is it from the <laughs> Fire got... Emblem one? And I got confused? Hmm. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't What's know. going on in my head? Oh, we don't have the answer to that. Do Are we? you listening to those voices again? <gasps> We but talked about so, this. They're so tempting. I know, I know, but we talked about this, remember? Oh. Yeah. They do. They told me to forget that. Uh, of course they did. Uh. What are we talking about? Me. <laughs> I think we're still on What's Play. What did we play? He was playing his Muso yeah. game, and that's it. Muso Alex, games. Yeah, that's pretty much you it. done? You can move on to, field. Right. Can move on to No Football now. Manager 2021? <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, you got first in a race. You oh, said that yeah. already. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Oh, I thought he said that on a previous week is what I mean. Well, I did, but I won a race last week. <gasps> Yay. Congratulations. Who'd you beat? Um, Everybody else. Keith and, Keith and Thanks. Penny Arcade yeah, it was the, it was the Euro Cup race, so there wasn't as many people, but still, it was fun. <laughs> yes, that's part of becoming first, Anna. Beat everybody else. Look, it. The question wasn't obvious. I I, I was helped by the people in front of me crashing, but still. (laughs) Well, okay. All right. Are we finally done with everybody's playing? I think so. I play stuff. Uh oh, Phil. (gasps) Right. (laughs) Did we not do Phil yet? How do we not do Phil yet? I'm. Yeah. You're bad. Yeah, you should feel bad. 
<laughs> you don't have to feel bad. Uh, so I, what am I playing? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, you should feel bad. You should feel horrible. Uh, you should feel very great segue, Chris. I almost didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. You should feel super, super bad because Anna Marie Privetier said, hey, Phil, check out this cute little game. You might like it. It's on sale for like 80 cents. And it's kind of like one of those crack cocaine dealers. She's like, hey, I'll give you this first hit for free. So she introduced me to Pixels Avengers, which is a pick cross game. Oh, listen, I've been Anna getting Marie so many complaints about Anna Marie this week because of this game. AK, <laughs> <laughs> a- 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 no, no grams. If you never heard of them, they're essentially uh, Japanese style crossword puzzles that use number no clues. Uh, denoting how many uh, pixels to fill in on a particular grid by row and column. And uh, the rules are very simple. I can explain them to anybody at about two minutes or less. But once you start getting into it, you realize it's deceptively deep, especially as the puzzles get bigger, allowing for more possibilities with the clues given. And uh, that one, that the, the Pixel Adventures, is really cool because it's got this retro... Uh, 16-bit theme to it in both the graphical style and the music. And as you're walking around, right now the tune is stuck in my head. Dun, 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 dun. Just like Chris, I'm listening to these things in my head. But, uh, yeah. And then I showed it, and this was this was my mistake, but Shirley walks in, she's like, what are you playing? Let me show you this. Uh-oh. And, oh, <laughs> yeah. No. We haven't seen Shirley since. We have not. <laughs> apparently, apparently, notograms are everywhere. Of course, if you've got a DS or Switch, you probably heard of uh, Picross. That's the you know, ones they usually release on there. But um, it's on your iPad. It's on your cell phone. There's no nograms here. They're for free on the web. You can just Google no nogram puzzles. Uh, but they're everywhere. So now every time I walk into a room, she's got her iPad. She's playing Luna. I think it's called Luna Nonograms. But she's playing or Luna Puzzles. And it's really not got a nice theme to it. It's very relaxing as opposed to our Pixel Adventures, which is very upbeat and chippy. It's more lay back and enjoy and relax before bed. The problem is her relaxation before bed drags on past midnight. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had cool. I do a that. Monster. Yep, that's what I do. I had to ban myself from Picross at night because I wasn't one. I wasn't going to sleep, and two, my brain wouldn't shut off because it was just like gotta solve the puzzle, gotta solve the puzzle, gotta solve it. I'd see the, the grid in my brain when gotta, I was trying. Gotta, gotta, gotta solve them all. Yeah, yeah, it was grams. bad. So we had the talk, and and and, and the, I think the we talk, come to a talk. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, uh, we and then whereas my problem is more along the lines of I'm at work and I just open up a web browser and I have a shortcut to Nonograms Online, and next thing you know, an hour's gone by and I haven't actually done any work. <laughs> so that's. Probably not okay. No, that's not okay. Uh, no, that's probably not okay. Don't so, tell anyone yeah, about that. Don't tell anyone now. Uh, um, I had to delete all of mine off of my phone or off of my switch because I was taking like fifteen minute back bathroom breaks. <laughs> right. <laughs> to, to be fa- to just be fair, I work from home. Just one more. in a bathroom. Just one more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I also think it's funny that nodogram. So uh, you're filling in you're filling in spots on a grid that eventually forms some sort of a picture. And having grown up with like Game Boy graphics and stuff like that, you get some you know some some actually some iconic pictures from some of the video games of the past and some of these puzzles, or they're very simplistic drawings of different things that are round and about. But sometimes they're just way out in left field. And so part of the fun when 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 we're together in the same room and Shirley's working on a puzzle and it's about to solve it, I start yelling out what I think it is. You know, just for kicks and giggles, and you pull all kinds of suggestions out of your butt because sometimes these pictures are nowhere even close. It's but a pancake. I one time, yeah, it, it, I think one of them looked like a pancake, and I said it was a wrench, and it turned out to be a wrench. So oh, I good got, for you! I got lucky on that one. Yeah, I got, got lucky on that one. So yeah, no, no grams. Uh, and then, and then, and, and Kelly and I were talking about three D no no grams, or there's a game on Steam called Voxel Grams, which is like the three D version of that, and you can download the demo. Uh, for a lot of these for free, so you can get addicted with the rest of us. Voxelgrams has a pretty beefy, beefy de- um, demo that I'm still working through. So they're they're pretty fun puzzles. And then I've been playing Dragon Age Origins, which if you're following us on Twitch, yeah, I've been putting in some time into that and Operency as well. But this week was more about Dragon. You must Age. have been excited by the Game Awards. Well, that's you know Kelly, Kelly and I, we have this thing from RPG Backtrack. Where we have the power to just make things happen, don't we, Kelly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of the things that we've made happen in the past? See, I know of recent memory, it was Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Mm-hmm. And I think we claimed credit for um, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. We sure did. Yep. Because we did the... We Age did the, of Calamity. The, turn, turn, turn. Tell us. We did, <laughs> we did the backtrack on the more RPG... Uh, related Musou games like the Dragon Quest uh, Heroes games and Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem. Mm -hmm. And we predicted, we said it, and it happened. We totally made it happen. We make magic happen on the backtrack. We Um, do. Yeah, your favorite podcast about all your games from the way back when, right up through yesteryear. But (laughs) shameless luck. recording a show Wednesday night. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing Dragon Age Origins, and if you were if you weren't watching <laughs> if you weren't watching last night, I was working through this dungeon, and I just hit this wall, and and I must have like reloaded three or four times, and and, and my friend Gaz is there with me, who is a huge Dragon Age fan, especially Origins, and uh, he was trying to talk me through it, and and somehow we started talking about mods. And so I went and looked up, and there's this mod of, of long hair. I'm like, wait a minute. How do I get long? I love having long hair on my characters in games. How do I get this long hair? Because everybody, you know, the hair, everybody looks ugly in Dragon Age Origins. And uh, so we spent an hour <laughs> on the stream, uh, which it was very funny, um, trying to get the different hairs. And then once we got it working, then going through and putting it through on guy characters, girl characters, and making fun of them the entire time. So it, it was a lot of fun last night. But uh, yeah, now I've started a different run with a wizard because I feel like that's the problem was not enough magic power. So we're going we're gonna to try that today. Work through okay. more of that. More Dragon Age Origins. Which, oh, one of the other things, uh, piggybacks on what Alex, you were talk, kind of talk about with Cyberpunk. One of the things we were talking about, I asked him on the, on the stream, did, I, I haven't played through the Dragon Age games before. And so I asked him, did he like Inquisition? I know two's kind of like, yeah. Um, but did he like Inquisition more than Origins? It certainly looks a hell of a lot nicer. And he had kind of similar comments in the vein of like, the newer game was definitely better looking, but it didn't have the depth, the lore, you know, that, that story. Wasn't the newer one more of an open world game? 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. Whereas the original yeah, is kind of like a Baldur's Gate game. Yeah, it's a it's sort of divided into zones, but they're semi open world zones. So yeah, I just kind of meant like the game design and questing and stuff. Yeah, 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 that's accurate. Hmm. So and then we we were kind of piggybacking. I was telling him that. I had a similar experience. We've had Michael Epps and I have had similar experience with Monster Hunter World. People love it. It's a gorgeous game. We love it. It's a, you know, it's it's really well executed and well done. However, you know, if you ask Michael Epps or I which one's the best one of the series, we're going to keep going back to four for now. We'll see how it rises, but four has a, a, a much mm. much larger selection of monsters, armors, weapons, just more more depth. Um, what was the most recent one on Switch? Well, they had they re they re released Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which is originally a DS game. Yeah. They upresed it. Gave How it do you like that versus Forge? Um, so it does have a it does have probably more selection in four because it basically features monsters from every generation. Right. It's huge in terms of of that aspect of it. But I give four the just the nudge there because four has a better story. Not that Monster Hunter games are really known for their stories, but the characters, the jokes, the puns, uh, that little bit of story that RPG lovers need that little bit of a carrot on the stick to kind of pull them through. Um, it, that's there in four. Whereas Monster Hunter Generations is pretty much like here's a bunch of monsters. Good luck. Uh, take them whatever order you want, but but good luck. And and there's a couple of puns, and there's still some of that Monster Hunter you know love in there, but. Four just pulls it together so much, so much better. So, if you're just in it purely for the gameplay and you don't care about chit chatting with people and the jokes people make and things like that, you know, yeah, you definitely have a very valid argument that uh, Generations Ultimate is the better selection. And I mean, if you're talking about high res graphics and the fact that the world feels so interactive and the monster, and I it's mean, easier, and more newbie friendly, and more newbie best. friendly, Go play world, world. World is awesome, and I still play, and I still go back and play World. In fact, we were—I uh, I just saw a message in Discord on our Monster Hunter channel asking if any of us are playing through uh, Monster Hunter World to join him, and I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm down with anybody. You want to come and do a run on Monster Hunter World Generations or Four? They're all really excellent games. Uh, we're really kind of arguing nuances when we say you know one is better than the other. They're all really well done. I mean, by this point, that's the kind of cool thing about Monster Hunter games." Is that with every generation, they added a couple more weapons, added a couple more monsters, changed a couple things up. But the formula's been pretty much the same, and they've been able to fine-tune it. So by the time they got to World, the 14 different weapons all felt so good. And and I will say, like if you're into bow, insect glaive, and a couple of other weapons just feel tremendously better in Monster Hunter for, uh, World than they do in the older games. Like, I can't mm-hmm. go back and play bow in Generations or 4, because the bow... And world is just so, so awesome. It just really makes you feel like, uh, uh, you know, I can't I don't know if I can say that on a podcast, but a really bad, bad dude, just awesome. Bad mofo. Yeah, thank you. I was like trying to think of a way to say something else, but that's close enough. A, a bamf. Bamf. That's, that's what you are. <laughs> there you I'm go. Just talking bamf. about the bow user. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, an insect glaive, so much faster. You're up in the air so much more. I know it's not, generally speaking, uh, the go-to weapon for a lot of hunters in World, but I pretty much used it as my my weapon in Monster Hunter World because it was. I mean, it's always been the pole vaulting weapon uh, since it's been out. Glaive. I think four introduced. Oh, 
I mean, even in four, it was like, oh, I could finally jump around. This is kind of cool. But in, in world, oh, just, I mean, you, yeah, you feel like a superhero. It's great. You digress. But that's it. I'm done. All right. Does that mean it's time to talk about editorials and stuff? Um, feedback. Feedback. What's our feedback? I'm trying. My browser window froze on me. Apparently, um, last week's question of the week: What one game do you want for Christmas? My God, my browser is being slow. Um, from Shaman, we've got question of the week: The one game I'm hoping to get or get enough digital credit to buy myself is Puyo Puyo Tetris Two. And doubling back that. to say what? I pre-ordered that. <laughs> I didn't uh, know that was coming out. Tetris and double, doubling back to Black Friday, since I forgot from the show before, Dragon Quest Builders, Hollow Knight, and Ultra Street Fighter 2. If it wasn't for rent, I'd have gotten more. And then Featherhoof writes, The game I want most want for Christmas, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2. But something tells me that not even Santa and his magical North Pole magic... Ma- North Pole Elf Magic has the power to pull that off. I agree, Featherhoof. Um, so, excluding that, I have to say, from my gaming Christmas wish list, I'm hoping for Sy- Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I've been on a soul- Soulsborne obsession as of late and want to give Sekiro a shot, seeing that it's more likely to be ge- more likely than getting a PS5 disc version and Demon Souls remake. Cool. Going back real quick, that Puyo Puyo Tetris, I, you know, comment about the second one. I know, like that first one, it was one of the release games on the Switch. I bought it, and it's so much fun when you got a room full of people, and even people who aren't gamers, people know Tetris, head to head Tetris on the screen, handing out <laughs> little Joy Cons. It's just so addictive. So I don't know what the second one does. If you know if it does enough to where I want to go out and get it, since I already own the first one or not, but I'm very interested. I remember getting that like three days before my copy of Breath of the Wild for Switch came in when mm-hmm. I first got initially got my Switch, and yeah, having a uh, Puyo Puyo and Tetris on the same screen is weird. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And if you said to a where it flips back and forth, which we we eventually graduated everybody to like multiple modes and stuff yeah that it's it is a lot of fun oh and i tell you what i tell you what if you guys have the first one you probably didn't sit down and go oh boy i really want to go through the uh, single player story mode yippee kaye um it's really you know most fun with multiplayer but you need to do the single player story mode they look like cutesy anime characters i think they're from the puyo puyo universe whatever i don't know i don't know the characters from jack of the beanstalk but the dialogue Oh my gosh. So I had uh, I had my Switch at work and one of my team members was on break and they're like, can I play your Switch? I'm like, yeah, go right ahead. And he put it up on my second screen because I had a dock there and everything. Um, so, so I'm listening and I'm working and the dialogue that these guys would come up with, he just starts cracking out loud laughing and you know what off. I'm like, what's so fun? Oh my gosh, is that even legal? Like <laughs> it's got these, it's got these jokes that adults would only get being said by these characters that are clearly designed for like a kid audience. It is so funny. I wonder if it was that dirty in the Japanese version too. 
oh man the localization or whatever it was hilarious it was just well done so i i definitely recommend single single player mode just for the for the giggles and grins well we have an idea for the question of the week but i want to say it when it comes up in the news story because i put it okay. put it down as lateral rpg news um and we didn't have any editorials this week which was kind of strange. Usually we have something. Strange. I guess everybody's, everybody's kind of busy. in the middle of stuff. Yeah. It yeah. happens. Everyone's tired. But our first news story is for, um, just for Phil, since he's here, it's like it was meant to be. Just for Phil. Oh, and so n- nobody beeps me for news. Beep, 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 we already did that. Dremcom has announced a new title in the Wizardry series. Are you excited about Wizardry, Phil? I uh oh. Uh oh. Are you excited about Wizardry on iOS and Android? No. What? No. What is wrong with you people? You keep. Are you, you excited about taking... Diablo on iOS and Android? No. What is wrong? <laughs> God. What is wrong? You keep taking. You keep taking what I love so much. In fact, even last night on the stream, we spent just 15 minutes going off track talking about how awesome Wizardry 8 is. And it's gone. It's fallen from such high loft to this. Was Wizardry 8 the PS2 one? No, it was on uh, it was on PC, but the oh. the, the Wizardry two one uh, I forget the subtitle of that one that wasn't too bad either, and that was around I think a little bit after I think it was a little bit after Wizardry eight, so that wasn't too bad. Um, but since then, so the last the latest release, uh, which I believe was originally on the PlayStation three and then recently got ported to the PC, was Wizardry Labyrinth of Lost Souls. The only thing that's lost in there is what makes Wizardry awesome. Your money. I, oh. it, it is a soulless. It is aptly named. Because it is a soulless dungeon crawling mess. I mean, the graphics in the dungeons, not that I'm looking for top tier graphics, but the design, or should I say the lack thereof, I mean, the dungeon would look just fine on a PlayStation 2. It's that bad. There's just nothing in those dungeons. The design is meh. Um, the 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 only thing that's good in that game is the character design with the 2d hand-drawn art and i think that's probably what gets up between that and our love for older school wizardry games gets us to buy into it but once they get you in the door there's nothing there's nothing in the shop it's terrible and then i saw the news for this and i'm just like no i i watched the video i'm like no 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 well sorry to burst your bubble but Uh-oh. uh Yes, it's being developed for iOS and Android. It is tentatively called Wizardry VA, where the VA comes from. I don't know. I keep very awful. Uh, Uh, I was thinking of another word with three letters, uh, but that'll work. Wait, we can say ass. Okay. Yeah. Very Very ass. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But awful works. And and yeah, it's the latest title in the long running series, and Dremcom acquired the rights to the intellectual property earlier this year so maybe it'll be good if it's maybe, a different maybe it person will. with the rights yeah. well i mean yeah the original developer obviously closed down back in 2003 i think 
Yeah. yeah. The lake side. Yeah. What? On a, on a slight tangent here, uh, one of the things we the, one of the things we were looking at when we were looking at that game is the fact that it is in the the uh, CRPG book as well. And a quick plug: we re, we did an article on that. So if you just go to rpgamer.com and search for the CRPG book, uh, it is it is a really cool. Uh, book that you can buy, assuming they're still in stock, but you can also download the PDF for free because it's a community effort to really uh, document our RPG history, our PC RPG history. So uh, as a CRPG club member and and stuff, it, it was it's a really nice reference to have, and that's how got kind of got us talking last night about Wizardry 8. Well, well I, I kicked you down with that Wizardry news, Phil. How about we lift you up? All right. Atlas announced that Persona 5 Strikers is going to be coming to North America and Europe. Yes! 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 You know, I remember when they first announced this, they were like, new Persona announcement, and I don't know if everyone was expecting Shin Megami Tensei 5 or whatever have you, but once you could see it was a Musou, or a Persona 5, like, sequel, but once... You know, people could see it was a sequel. I, I could just hear the air leaving the room, <laughs> you know, with my friends. But I was just like, Musa Persona, yes, yes. And so I'm very excited. Of course, we now got an official release. Someone's today. excited, I, at least. I am genuinely surprised this hasn't happened sooner. As Anna, did you as see Persona. this announcement coming? I never I mean, saw it, it coming. I yeah. think we all saw it coming because didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. so I have some context for this because I got to see some of the English gameplay of it. And yeah, then shortly so... after I saw that, there was a... <laughs> <laughs> there was a leak of this. Right, of the so board. what ended up happening yeah. is is there was a a preview event for media. Oh. And the coverage of which was embargoed. And, like, the next day, the trailer accidentally leaked. Accidentally. Well, yeah, so, they well, scheduled the trailer, it for the, the wrong day. Was, well, no, basically, the trailer was put up on YouTube to be able to share it with the things, but it was unlisted rather than private. Oh. Oops. So someone got hold of the URL for the video and just found it. Sent it to Wario. <laughs> yeah, because you'd pimmed me it. Anna, or you had added Atlas me Anna, one coming. morning, and that was when I was still trying to find Fire Emblem Warriors. So uh, when I wake up and see an ad on my notifications, it's like, crap, I missed out on it again. Wait, what? Percent of five strikers? Oh, I can't even. They already took this down. What's yeah, so I think it went up at like 4.30 in the morning when Wario64 posted it. Yeah. So like all the European sites got it. And then <laughs> by the time all the US sites woke up, the the video had been taken down. Well, yeah, it is but, coming to PC via Steam, PS4, and Nintendo Switch on February 23rd, 2021. And pre-orders for physical and digital editions are available now. So, yeah, so having seen the English gameplay, it's look, it's a lot more like a Persona game than I thought it would be. Yeah. It do you do really social links? Yeah, it has... It has some of the mechanics from Persona. I believe it has social links. It looks fabulous. And one of the exciting parts of that announcement is we're getting on PS4 and PC as well. Originally, I think it was said it was just going to be on the Switch. No, it was PS4 and Switch. In Japan, oh, it was? Uh, maybe. So, yeah, the, I, I don't PC know why I thought... Is, 
PC is a new announcement. Yeah. Oh, PC is a new announcement. Man, think about the silky smooth frame rates. Oh, it's so good. No, don't you like playing all your musos on the Switch at like four frames per second? (laughs) Yeah, like I mean, I will. I mean, Hyrule Warriors works really great on the Switch. It, it, it. You know, it it moves real smooth, but it was originally made for the Wii U to run smoothly. Which, in order to be run smooth on the Wii U, they really had to take down. Not that Muso games really have great graphics to begin with, but it's, it's yeah. Outside the character design, you know, it's yeah. But looking at this, it looks fabulous. so I'm yeah. very excited. Oh, yeah. When I was playing to sort of, it's more like a Persona game, it's like that Persona dungeon crawling is a lot more prevalent in the in the game. You are still doing um, sort of, um, you are still trying to do ambushes and things like that on the encounters. So all the encounters are the same sort of shadows that you get in Persona 5. But it's just when you get into combat, it turns into uh, Muso action RPG. Hmm. I think the thing that made me squee the most was seeing the army of Jack Frosts in the trailer, which made me wonder what other famous uh, Persona and Shimigami Tensei monsters are going to show up in droves. Um, army of Mars, anyone? <laughs> Only in Cyberpunk. Oh, darn. Well, I'm excited for that. I don't know who's excited for for Knights of the Old Republic 2 coming on mobile next week. What? Um, yeah. That's a thing? Yeah. So uh, Aspire Media well, I mean, is releasing... It should be a good port, because Aspire does a good job with those. Yeah. Uh, doing iOS and Android versions of Obsidian Entertainment, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords, available on December 18th at fourteen ninety nine. Is this the uh, improved version that has... Or, oh wait, no, that's mods that add all the extra content. Yeah, I don't know. All right, never mind. Didn't that whole series end on a cliffhanger? Probably. I don't yeah, remember. I don't, I don't think so. I can't remember what the ending was, but oh. it, it was. I think the ending was rushed. Okay. Well, they destroyed all got... the interplanetary travel networks. And then um, had your guy have a vague ending where he may or may not have died. Oh, wait, no, that's Mass Effect. Never mind. I don't know what's going on. Shade. (laughs) Too soon. Too soon. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to swap stories since it's relevant. Um, You know, speaking of disappointing endings, Bioware is teasing a new Dragon Age and Mass Effect. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but they had all the important people quit. Yeah. So... I don't know. So they gave us a teaser with Liara finding a piece of N7 merchandise and being like, oh, I remember when I was a fan of this series. <laughs> I used to go to cons dressed up. <laughs> I don't so know yeah, she's both of these te- teasers, I think, showed up in the Game Awards. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Dragon Age one is narrated by Brian Bloom, returning as Varric, and shows other returning uh, character Solus. And then, yeah, the Mass Effect trailer was just going through various parts of outer Wait, space. Wait, which one's Varric? I don't remember. What? He's the dwarf. Oh, wait, wrong game. Back, 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 I'm so yeah, confused. The dwarf who writes uh, bad? There's bad a novels. dwarf in Mass Effect. No, you saying talk about Varric? Vax and Dragon Age. Yeah, that's why I'm really confused. Are we talking about Dragon Age then? Am I lost? Oh, we're talking. We're still talking about both. But you know Varric, is, Varric is in Dragon Age. Which? 
Okay. See, I think that they ought to merge these two games together and essentially make <laughs> a uh, Jetsons meet the Flintstones kind of game. No, this is wizardry. The fantasy series was in a sci-fi universe the whole time. Yes. You just didn't know. Yes, that they find Dragon Age on a, on a planet and they have to yes! do the whole prime directive thing. Yes. Make Phil, this, this is what you want, right? Make it happen. And it's a Muso. Yes. <laughs> Perfect? Perfect. Uh, Phil must have left. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oceanhorn Chronos Dungeon got announced. Uh, this is by developer Corn Fox and Bros. Uh, the game oh. is inspired by 16-bit Dungeon Crawlers and is set after the, the events of adventure RPG Oceanhorn 2, where players control a band of adventurers aiming to restore the world by retrieving a powerful artifact called the Partigram Hourglass from the Chronos Dungeon. It's being developed for iOS and Android. No, I'm sorry. It's being developed for iOS and will be released through Apple Arcade, though no date has been provided. And all we've really got for this is screenshots, so it it looks kind of cute. Has a very Legend of Zelda style, but I haven't even played the regular Oceanborn games. It's very Legend, uh, of, Zelda Legend of Zelda 3D game. Oceanborn games, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so they're just like, going um, Link to the Past with this one, then. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got Disco Elysium The Final Cut announced. This is going to be the definite, definitive edition of the game, um, coming to PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and Google Stadia to launch in March 2021, and then Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch versions to follow in the summer. Um the final cut's going to bring full voice acting to the game, as well as new quests, characters, and areas. It's going to include full controller support, including customization, as well as language options. And is going to be available digitally for $39.99, with a $249.99 collector's edition available to pre-order through IM8Bit. And this collector's edition includes the game, the Layers of the ID premium box, hand-painted mind totem vinyl sculpture an oh. art book and a fabric map so no pen oh, i was just gonna ask to... they had a cloth map so you yeah. got it all right say what i'm assuming that's layers of the id rather than id oh it's, yeah, my bad. Psych- psychological stuff in this <laughs> right so yeah i i guess it's the complete version of the game Sounds fun. I want to be excited. I just, I don't have time for Disco Elysium. And then the last news bit, well, the last official news bit, Onion Games is working on a new sandbox RPG. This is um, the same developer that that did Dandy Dungeon and Moon Remix. Um, They've got kind of a long... I feel like they're also the people that did Tulip. I think they are. They might be. Um, we've got a statement by uh, Onion Games director and game designer Yoshiro Kimura. Um, he's decided that they're going to make their first sandbox RPG. And yeah, yeah you can... Kimura directed Tulip. Um, he's also saying it's going to be his last RPG and he's going to pull all of his uh, all into it. So, yeah, I'll be curious to see what they create. 
And then in our lateral RPG news, um, Sephiroth is in Smash Brothers now. He stabbed Mario. Yeah, well, it's pretty. He only stabbed yeah. his overall. No, it's brutal. Brutal. I, I don't think Nintendo would let a Square character stab their mascot. Did right, Dracula kill part. Luigi? Yeah. But let's get to the important yeah, but that's part. Luigi. Luigi. What are the memes? Oh, oh so the memes many. are hilarious. Uh, the one that I saw was Sephiroth, like with that flower on his head and uh, holding flowers and the um, hammer thing. Oh God, what else? I posted a bunch of them in the chat room this morning. Um, Sephiroth fighting Steve from Minecraft, being the, the creator of worlds versus the destroyer of worlds. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, when Cloud is in another universe and hasn't been physically and mentally traumatized for a solid five minutes, and Sephiroth just kind of peeking over the edge. Like, hey. <laughs> 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 um, the lady yelling at Cat with one saying, uh, stay out of my memories and I'll never be a memory. That one had me in stitches. The, the memes have just been freaking hilarious. And I about lost it when... Because the trailer had the final boss seraphim thingy from the World of Light kind of attacking everyone. And then it gets sliced in half. And then right as it's falling apart, you hear one wing angel, angel kick in. Which is and totally I a one-wing Advent Children reference, right? Yeah. I lost it when I heard that song. It's like two, two notes in and I'm, I'm just squealing. It was crazy. Super <laughs> wrong. Uh, one of the other memes that's going around is uh, Shulk and Sephiroth being shirtless bros since um, Sephiroth shirtless is going to be one of his skins. Because <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> that's and, the yeah, power of the no shirt bros. And I'm, I'm probably going to cut a bitch for his amiibo. I'll just say right now. I hope that they do a player two amiibo with the shirtless form too. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm basic high school me is giggling right now. I, I had a, such a huge crush on Sephiroth when I was a teenager. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. Um, and yeah, that I think that's that. going to be our question of the week. What RPG villain do you want to see in Smash? Who? What else do they need to do Next after one. Sephiroth? Okay, so here's the problem. <laughs> Their Final Fantasy crossover is two characters from the same game. Mm-hmm. It's too much. We need to spread it out. So what's other Final Fantasy villain? Uh, Kuja. The Kafka. No, Kuja? What? Yeah. No. The worst yeah. villain in the whole series. No, he's not. He's the best dressed uh, villain. He's okay. Name a worse villain. Ultimacia. <laughs> oh, all right. Seymour. Also, next one. No, no, I'm going to say. Oh, yeah, you're right. The secret last boss of Final Fantasy IX is a worse villain than Kuja. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Necrolord, or whatever it's called. Oh, that was the worst. Sin. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, just have 
Just have Finn show up. Yeah, have the giant space whale. Yeah, just totally. I want... (laughs) I want Robin Williams from Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, Sid. Yeah. He he didn't... Is he a villain? Or did he not really do anything? It's been a while. (laughs) Correct. He didn't do much at all. (laughs) I just want him in there for fun. As, as far as villains go, my first thought when I thought of this question this morning was uh, Luca Blight from Suicoden 2. That'd be a very obscure but pretty from, nasty like, Captain villain Planet. to Captain Planet. Dr. Blight? Isn't her name Luca Blight in that game, in that show? Oh. Well, yeah, but the I think the last villain of Suicoden 2 is also named Luca Blight. Or Luca right. Blight. Chatroom says Kafka and then Golbez. Those are like actual good answers. Just going to say. Ooh, what if you were, what, what about X-Death? You could be a giant tree that doesn't move. You're the tree in the Kirby level, but you're (laughs) X-Death. No? All right. Well, I tried. So, yeah, um, send us your answers via either Twitter at rpgamer.com or on the show notes thread, and we will read them on the next show. And don't put any logic by this. Just name villains that you would like to see. Make bad decisions. Yeah. Read them. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about this. Like, I mean, you get the Geno fans pissed. Smithy the sword from Mario RPG. Everything gets the... Ooh. Now they do Molo. Oh, yeah, Molo. That that would actually be hilarious. Would, Isn't um, it Mallow? Cuz it's Marshmallow. But they say him yeah. Molo. Va- Vaughn says have pyramid head. I was about to say technically Silent Hill was not an RPG, but they had that really crappy one on the Vita, so I guess it could count. Oh. <laughs> Book of Memories. <laughs> Okay, that's our uh, that's our question of the week. I didn't hear any uh, objections to that. Yeah, I can't object to that. That's a good question. Uh, ba- Balakade says Cactar. Cactar, okay. Yeah, that's, that's not even a boss. But yeah, it I mean, would be it perfect. And in, in right. uh, eight, it was because I had to fight it to villain. get it as a summon. But I digress. Give give us save these answers. Put them in the show notes thread or in the show thread. Yeah, these good answers do. on RPGamer.com. Where do you do that? RPGamer.com. Click on podcast, then RPG cast. Find the most recent episode. Post it right there in the thread. And we'll read it on the show. Or you can add us at, at RPGamer on Twitter. Don't and at now me, we're bro. in Huh? No, at RPGamer. Don't at me, bro. Not you. Not you. Oh. Um as for news, we are now into the brief section of our show. The Neptunia Reverse title gets a Western release announcement. This is a Western release of Compile Hearts GoGo 5 Gigan Game Neptunia Reverse, released under the title Neptunia Reverse. What is wrong with um, our industry? Heading to PlayStation 5 in Europe and North America sometime in 2021, and it's a new version of the original PlayStation 3 Hyperdimension Neptunia, largely based on the Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth. So this is a remake of a remake? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have several new features, including UI overhaul, fishing minigame, craftable equipment, party size increase, and an arrange mode. So, is any of the new features going to be fun? I'm just curious. Mm. Uh, I, I pretty much had to give up on the Neptunia titles. I decided that they're just not for me. But I digress. Nep-Nep uh, is sad. Uh, yeah, Nep-Nep and probably Matt, because he unironically likes Nep-Nep games. I like um, them. I I know, I know. You know what, if, if I find that one on sale, I might give it a try if they're oh. remaking it just to, you know, make make it somewhat more playable. But that's assuming I get a PlayStation 5. Um, Bless Unleashed PC beta set for January. This is by NeoWiz and Round 8 Studio, and it's Hashtag announcing Bless a second Unleashed. closed beta for the PC version of MMORPG Bless Unleashed. The beta is going to run for four days starting on January 14th. And those interested in participating can sign up on their website, blushunleashedpc.com. Mm. Um, so, 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 last a crown of the manager. Wow, I messed that crown up. Crown of the manager! Name. Crown <laughs> of the manager. They, the manager. They speak to your manager. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> crown of, of the, the manager. Manager um, this is by developer Tactical Adventures, and it's going to have an early access version of the game available on GOG on December 14th. It's also going to have a major update applied to the early access version. Um, this update includes an overhaul of the game's lighting system, a new area, a new quest, a scavenger system, and additional combat and character creation options. It is a party-based fantasy tactical RPG that utilizes the Dungeons & Dragons 5.1 rule set. So you can check that you out. You know what's funny? Contact. When mm-hmm. I played this at PAX last year, the one thing that mm-hmm. I didn't like about it is I couldn't see anything. <laughs> so them announcing that they're doing a new lighting system actually makes me interested. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. any any game that's too dark, I'll just crank my gamma up to crazy levels just to be able to see it. Yeah, I think a large of it is due to the mechanics because basically anything that's in dark light has a sort of disadvantage to any attack rolls. And that's pretty much every battle. And, ah. it's, and it's generally easier to just deal with the disadvantage and actually try to set to provide the light that you need to remove it. So huh. It's, it's interesting because, yeah, I play a lot of Dungeons & Dragons and Pathfinder and, you know, they both have those rules about illumination. Then, of course, there's a lot of verticality in this game. Um, and, and again, those rules are in there. And it's almost as if this what they're trying to do with this game is not only just come up with this really great version, a video game version of the tabletop game, but really f- also focusing on those elements that are in the game, but most DMs pretty much ignore or avoid those situations because they're a bit crunchy. And, hmm. and, and you know, if you're really going to keep track of sources of light when you're drawing your dungeon map while your players are waiting <laughs> and then explain, oh, nope, you just walked into the shadow and now there's disadvantage. Eh. Yeah, you do it sometimes, but not very often as a dungeon master. Uh, so it looks interesting. It looks really, really yeah. interesting. I mean, it literally uses the D&D 5th edition rule set, so. And it, it uses it pretty effectively. It's just that was one of the things that maybe didn't quite work as well as they hoped. Interesting. I didn't think about it like that before. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, of course, you also have uh, what is it, uh, Baldur's Gate three? That's also using the Dungeon Dragons, you know, fifth edition rules to a degree, you know, to a large degree. So, uh, but a much bigger focus on production values and story in that one, from what I understand. So, yeah, you, if you're, it's a great time to be a Dungeon and Dragons fan, and really excited for people like me who really love the turn-based, you know, style of those games. I'm not a fan of Baldur's Gate, and people hear me griping and moaning about Dragon Age Origins because that back in the early 2000s and stuff, and late 2000s, it was all about turning these you know, these 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 turn-based games into these pause-and-play deals. And so, but with Divinity Original Sin, we've now seen a movement back to the turn-based style, and that's what we're getting with these two games. So it'll be interesting to see how well they, they pull it all off and how well it's received. Cool. Um, We've got uh, Necromunda Underhive Wars DLC launching next week. It is the first DLC. Um... This DLC adds a fourth faction to the game and will release on December 14th. And the Von Sar Gang, is, which is the fourth faction, is a technological powerhouse made up of rain specialists that trade movement for firepower. This is a tactical RPG set in the Warhammer 40k universe. And we have a review of it by Ryan Costa on our site for the PlayStation 4 version. Um, uh, another port, uh, SteamWorld Quest, is launching on iOS. Um, oh. It's available through the Apple App Store for 10 bucks. And this Not is not an arcade uh, game. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, turn-based deck building RPG set in the SteamWorld universe, uh, reviewed by our own Matt Mason, if you want to check out, if you're interested in this game for iOS. Uh, Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town got their physical editions revealed. Let's see what's in this physical edition. It's going to have a pocket plushie of Buffy the Buffalo, a cloth poster, and I think that's it. Um, premium edition is only for the North American release of the game on March 23rd, 2021. Yeah, there's a separate collector's edition for Europe. Ah. I don't think it has a plushie. Oh, that buffalo is very cute. And then Ultimate ADOM Early Access version has been dated. Uh... It's going to be on February 11th, 2021 for PC, Mac, and Linux. And we've also got a two-minute announcement trailer. This is a follow-up to the original ADOM dungeon crawler created by Thomas Biscop in 1994. And the sequel will offer procedurally generated dungeons, monsters, and items to each playthrough. Character creation will let players choose from a wide variety of classes, races, genders, and allegiances. And the trailer also had an ASCII mode, which looked very interesting. Kind of reminded me of 3D.GameHeroes. Yeah, so... So Adam, you know, Adam is really kind of uh, been uh, the original Adam, which you can get right now, um, has been around since the 90s. Uh, it's been floating around and, and volunteer efforts and stuff like that. But it, it is it is it is rogue, essentially. I mean, we always talk about rogue likes. And I mean, this is really carrying the spirit of rogue hard and the original rogue game back in the 80s. Um, so, and if you look at the screenshots of Ancient Domains of Mysteries, uh, even in the graphic mode, if you play the old DOS games like I did, you're going to see a lot of the overlay and the keyboard shortcuts and everything are just lifted, you know, straight from it. And the mini map in the lower right hand corner, <laughs> it's 
is essentially the ASCII map that mm-hmm. you would that, that, that the ASCII dungeon that you would see if you were playing the MS DOS, you know, mode. Um, this one's really high up on my the, the original uh, Ancient Domains of Mystery that you can grab right now for fifteen dollars or wait for a sale off of uh, GOG. Uh, is is really high up on my backlog. I really I really love roguelikes and and, and I play uh, Zagbond and uh, and Rogue and all those games. So uh, I know right, this so is really awesome. All these old referencing Rogue roguelites. Do I? Is it? Should I just play NetHack or are these different in some way? What do these offer me, Phil? Well, Rogue. Rogue itself is a little bit more single-player dungeon crawler with random dungeons, and it's very focused on the dungeon experience. Some of the Rogue games will have, like, a town you can go and buy and sell stuff, but most of them are just like, no, you're in the dungeon. You're stuck in the dungeon. What You will survive off of what you find. Um, And they usually have a lot of customization in terms of class and race combinations you can pick so that you truly feel like no two runs are anywhere, you know, close to being the same. I'm just saying, that's if what, I want to play an ASCII one, which do I play? Do I play NetHack? Do I find this old version of Adam? Do I do... What are you talking about? What like do I... Pure ASCII? Oh my gosh, I haven't played it. Yeah. ASCII one in a while, right? All I right. mean, I don't... I am trying to look at the screenshots to see if, if the original Adam had an ASCII mode, but if it doesn't, this new remake they're doing, the Ultimate Edition or whatever, is going to have an ASCII mode. That would be the one to play. Alright. Yeah. So it looks really super exciting, but... Yeah, we need to put this on. I need to get this on the stream list. Cool. Cool. Um, we got four more Yakuza titles heading to Xbox and PC. They just yes. announced them all, one after another, during that Game Awards. Yakuza um, 3 is coming. It. We're like, oh, good, finally. Then Yakuza 4. and like, oh, okay, both of five. What? <laughs> then six. Okay, fine, we get it. They're all there. <laughs> You get a Yakuza, and you get a Yakuza. Um, so this is gonna Stop be asking us if these are going to be on Game Pass. <laughs> they're all on Game Pass. Yes, they're Except all on the Game Pass. Uh, oh, and that one is coming soon. Wait, well, really? Well, coming eventually, I think they said. Okay. That was like so a follow-up Yak- tweet of some sort. Uh, so Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 will release on January 28th, 2021. I've got a reason for then- a Series X now. And then Song of Life will release on March 25th, 2021. And the collection titles will also be available separately, though all four games are included as a part of Game Pass. So you've got all the Yakuza except for 7, which is coming soon. One of Chris's co-workers just randomly sent me an unsolicited dick dick pic. He's listening. (laughs) He's totally listening. Hi, Thomas. And we Sorry, got a de- Demon X Machina update that adds cross-save to the PC version from the Switch version, which is actually really cool, and it's to celebrate the year anniversary of the game. Are you going to um, actually play this game, Chris? Which one? Demon X Machina. Mm, I you got, got the, the controllers. controllers for it. I just like the controllers. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever play it. I was going to play the demo, never got around to it. Hey, I have that controller because it's a lot more ergonomic than the default Switch controller, and it has rapid fire. I just like that it's got turbo. Yeah. Yeah. Turbo having the back button, that, that's a nice controller. Though it does make my Switch a little on the wide side. And then finally, Monster Hunter Rise Media has been detailed with a demo set for January. Um, yes. 
I'll take gonna, the Debo. Take it. Two Monster new Hunter monsters. Two, two new monsters. Bishadan and Somacanth. Um, sides of returning monsters, including Ludroth and Great Rogi. I feel like I just spoke Greek there. Um, it also hints towards rampage events that are affect the setting of Kimura Village. And yeah, when does it say this demo is coming out? I said January. It didn't give an exact. Date. I don't think they gave a specific date. No, they didn't. I think they just said yeah. January, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, limited time demo will be released sometime in January 2021. I wonder if that demo is going to like let save data carry over. I doubt it. Um, and the game's going to be on Nintendo Switch on March 26, 2021. And I can't wait because of Palicos and Palamutes. Oh, so cute. So cute. I, I will say, like, looking at the, the trailers of this, I, I, obviously, if you're coming off a of Monster Hunter World and you're watching some of the gameplay stuff, it doesn't, it, it, there's no way it could. It doesn't look as good as Monster Hunter World. It looks like a generation back. Um, I'm excited because I know, you know, what the series can do uh, gameplay-wise. When the game's really good, I, I did the the fact that graphics are a step back isn't a big deal to me. But I do wonder how how the how well it will be received overall. I hope it's good because I want more. That grappling hook stuff just looks fun. Mm-hmm. It, that was in World, wasn't it? Uh, well, they sort kind of had of. something similar to it with the with the clutch claw that they added oh. with Iceborne. Okay. So, and, and I think it really helped because I really avoid slow weapons like the greatsword because it's really hard to get it put away and run around and get back up to the monster when he runs away. And that grappling hook made those slower weapons and brought them up to, to where they were, to me anyways, were more viable. Mm. And, and this takes it up another notch. So it does look very interesting. I had a lot of fun with four, even though I never finished it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, did I? Finished the main story, but I don't think I did after that. And I, since I'm playing this at launch, I'll be able to play with you guys. Nice. Nice. Yeah, definitely uh, join us over on Discord. We have a channel just for Monster Hunter, and you better believe we'll be setting aside a, a night or two a week for an RP Gamer night out and doing some hunts. And even if you want to do some hunts, in the, if you want to get warmed up, you want to do some Monster Hunter World or Generations Ultimate or whatever, I got them all, so... Let me know. Yeah, yeah. I I bought World and I'd been playing, or I didn't play very much of it because you know shiny objects. But mm. well, yeah. World, is, World is a lot of fun. It is it is super a lot of fun too. And I yeah yeah it's it's really good and it's even more fun on my PC since I got the PC version on sale. Um, I mean I got two hundred hours on the PlayStation Four. I put uh, the the PC one and the loading times on a hot, solid state drive. Oh my gosh, night and day so fast like on the playstation 4 whenever you start a hunt it literally takes 30 seconds or so to load up and on your hmm. pc it's super fast and of course you can mess with the graphics more you have a good gaming pc but either way fun games fun games really fun well and that is all of the news so what's coming out chris Ta-da-da. what what's coming out what's com- Oh, stuff's coming out. Oh, what's coming out? Oh, I'm in the so middle this week, of Torghast. Help, help. I'm doing my own rug like. Uh... Um, this week, we have the collection of Saga Final Ooh, Fantasy I Legend that's that. coming to this oh, week. The, old, the bad ones? They're not bad. Um, they're just a little old. I, they're, they're just misunderstood. 
So, you know how I don't like physical games and I strongly prefer digital games? Mm-hmm. Yes. This is a game that I want physically and it doesn't Why? exist. Because I don't know if I'm going to like it. But you want to return it. I want to be able to sell it after I play uh, it. After you hate it. All right. Moving on. Hey. A Boot Hill Heroes is hitting the Switch. Yay! Again? I'm Still? excited for this. No, you're thinking Boot Hill Bounties. Oh my god. That was I the first game. Up. Now there's Boot Hill no, Heroes. No, Boot Hill Heroes is the first game. What? Yeah. Yep. Heroes is the oh, first game. do I have it backwards? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my bad. RB Gamer likes both of these games. We gave them good reviews, so go get it. Disclaimer, the dev is a friend of mine. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I should have Ethics. started that. And I was not involved in the Hashtag reviews. support my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not at all biased. <laughs> oh, right. Um, speaking of not at all biased, Mercenaries Blaze Dawn of the Twin Dragons is coming out this week. I'm very excited for this. Makes me miss Mac. Because he'd love this series. And then, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 The Sith Lords hits iOS and Android. Talk about that a little. Yes. But I'm repeating it now. All right. I'll allow it. Any Kemco alerts? No. I'm sad. Sorry. More Kemco alerts. I thought there was a Kemco alert this week. I just had the, just during the now plane. No, I swear there was a chemical game that was supposed to come out this it? week. Hang on, hang on. Maybe the chemco word is in our heart. See, no, yep, <laughs> no, just just chemco in our heart. The chemco alerts. We're the I don't know friends we made the along the way. Slayed along the way. Yeah. All right. We can do better. Let's come up with a better one. All right. What are we doing? That that's all. That's it. That's all right, the end what of are we all this week. Um, I'm I'm gonna well. keep plunking away at my th- uh, Black Friday collection of Doom. The stuff that you bought are actual Doom. The stuff that I bought. She should play okay. actual Doom. Oh, no. Gross. D- icky. Too many pieces. Too many pieces. You can turn off some <laughs> of the pieces, chunks. right? Too many chunks. Is there a chunk slider on that game? If we if we turn all the graphic settings down, would that work? Just look I like wonder. Catch up at that point. Do, what if there are no pieces, but it's still bloody? Ooh. If there are no pieces, but it's the same character designs? Hmm... I don't know. I'm not good at shooters. What if it's, Anna, it's chunky, a, you get a shotgun? You don't even bloodless. need to aim that well. <laughs> and then you press the the power button. There's remember. There's a Doom is the first game with a baby mode. Mm-hmm. Don't hurt me, Daddy. Right or something yeah. like that. Something like that. Yeah. There's some inclusive language. Huh. <laughs> So maybe we need to rethink that. <laughs> well, I, I will be playing more so Monster Sanctuary and more WoW. <laughs> Let's play our foxes this week. Yes. Maybe tonight. Phil, what are you going to play this anima. week? You know, I'm playing this game called Headliner Novi News. Maybe you guys have heard of it. 
and I'll actually be doing that very shortly here. For the rest uh, of and your life. more Dragon Age Origins. Alex, what are you going to play? Do you have a race this week? Cyberpunk, I've got a race uh, in a couple of hours. How do we watch your race? Uh, you can't. Oh. <laughs> not, not the Saturday races. I probably wouldn't anyway. the first day races on the Penny Arcade stream. But they're at like um, 8 p.m. Pacific. There you So do you Pacific. go to bed early and then like wake up at I 3 in the morning? Do you go oh, to God bed and then later wake up? <laughs> you know what I, I do mean. it every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kelly, save me. What are you playing this week? Oh, wait, you uh, said... Yeah. Well, Monster Sanctuary. More Monster I'm Sanctuary. Like, I might dip my Chris toe. Chris is just going to play WoW. Um, I might dip my toe oh, into that Saga true. collection. Saga. Oh, I want mercenaries, but I probably shouldn't buy it right away. <sighs> I'm changing the way that I track games next year. Maybe I'll talk about it on the next podcast. My spreadsheets are exciting. All right. I got. I got them all printed out. My my spreadsheets. Thanks, all Phil. All over my bed sheets. Thanks, Alex. My new computer rocks. It's got the clocks. Thanks, Kelly. It was obsolete before Thank I opened you. the box. Thanks, Chris. My digital media is right protected. Thank you, Del North. <laughs> Every file and for our amazing theme music. Protected. Thank you, forecast for our encoding. Stop, stop weird Alan. Tested every operating system. Gave we're we're going to say goodbye now. Chris, say goodbye now. Goodbye now. Bye, everybody. It's all about the pantyums. Oh, we're going to DMCA.